If you have loved ones that rely on your income, you need life insurance. But finding the best quote shouldn't take a lifetime. With Policy Genius, you could save 50% or more by comparing quotes from America's top insurers. First, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, Policy Genius will compare prices starting at as little as $1 a day. You might even be eligible to fast track your coverage with a no exam policy. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. If you have any questions, their team of licensed independent experts is on hand to help. In fact, Policy Genius's award winning service has a five star rating across thousands of reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Make today the day you cross life insurance off your list and get protection for your loved ones. You could save 50% or more by comparing quotes. To get covered, head to policygenius.com today. The first bet on Caesar Sportsbook app is up to $5,000 risk-free, people. When I told my team about the idea, they said I was being too wonderful and magnificent. But I don't care how awesome this makes me. I'm doing this for the people. So just download the app, and that first bet is up to $5,000 risk-free. Caesar made an app for the people, people. Must be 21. Offer valid in Virginia only and for new players. Paid in bet credits. Terms and conditions apply. See Caesars.com slash promos. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat 1-888-532-3500. Yep, it's part three of our interviews from the NRA annual meetings. And on this episode, we have Maj Touré, Stephanie Reese, John Kaiser, Grant Stitchfield, and Dana Lash. So we, from hearing that, you definitely know we have a packed show. So let's get to it. Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, whether on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. So, just want to mention again, thanks to everyone that was, you know, that has been listening the past two episodes, um, especially with part one <laughs> uh, with Senator Cruz. I just want to say again, I appreciate that. And we, we just keep it rolling because as I mentioned, we have a a good long list of of guests coming on this episode. So, you know, one thing about I guess putting together everything for this event, you know, when I go and do these interviews and then go through the editing process and all that, and whether it's the annual meetings with the NRA or CPAC. Um, it's, it's probably about the most work that I do. Cause when I'm doing just the podcast on its own, it's just, just me. But when I 
have to go out and conduct the interviews at an event. Then I have to, you know, edit it and all that. And, and it's the only time that it feels like work. All the other times it's just, <laughs> and even then it's just, it's fun to, as far as, you know, getting the sound and editing and cause I'm still learning. Cause if you, you know, if you listen from the beginning, you know that I've been learning all of this cause from the first episode, I knew nothing. <laughs> And from this point, I at least know something. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I'm an expert at at all, <laughs> but I I know how to edit a little bit, and I know how to get this on. <laughs> I know how to get it, you know, on social media. So I, I know that much. And it, like, like I said, every time it's just a learning experience and. It just at at these particular times, it's it's a lot more to it than just plugging it up and hitting play to to do the podcast. But it's all fun though, and like I said, we're getting close to a hundred, and something I never would have thought about before I started this back back in February of last year. But yeah, well, here we are, so almost there. But um. I do want to mention a couple of things before we start playing the interviews because um, I noticed um, yesterday there was a, a number of elections across the country um, in West Virginia, I think Ohio, and some in other states. Uh, not going to break down all of that. The thing I want to mention is, is you know what you know whether we're talking about state elections or um county elections or whatever you know those are the are really important elections but it they tend to have the lowest attendance which is baffling i mean well it's, it's not baffling i understand why because mo- most people only really focus on the general every four years um I, we've kind of been conditioned to think that that's the only thing that really matters unfortunately but it's not because if you think about it for one second, local elections, I mean, those are the the, the more local the election or, or whatever it is, the more directly that it affects you, you know, and the quicker it affects you as well. But it seems like a lot of times the local elections, because like like I live in Texas and we just had a um, I guess they call it like a municipal election. So it's just the city of Arlington. So, <laughs> and, um, and you know, those people that are elected, those people are going to affect in it, whatever it is in my life a whole lot sooner than anything that happens in the general. Um, although what happens in the general may have larger ramifications of it, but still, whether you're talking about when it comes to taxes or or um how or how taxes are are spent or how much taxes you're gonna have and what kind of taxes if you want um the want more or less uh when it comes to how to allocate the funds and everything like that those are things that are done right right there in front of you 
right there in City Hall. And so, unfortunately, a lot of people don't really get involved in those local elections and then turn around to complain about this or that or wondering why I'm paying for this or why is there this tax on my receipt, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And when they mentioned something like that, well, did you vote for, I mean, did you go to the ballot to, to vote for that tax? I didn't No, I didn't. Well, and you don't like it or, or do you want more of it? Then you have to get involved, but you know, in a lot of these cases kind of just feel like you're just beating your head up against the wall. Just, uh, you know, that's just the way it is right now. So it's just something that, that kind of, that just kind of came across my mind. Um, I guess with the elections going, uh, going on across the country yesterday. And I mean, it's not like um, there's going to be, there's not going to be others, um, in Texas in particular, there's a runoff in, um, on, um, May 22nd. So, and who, you know, who, who knows is probably going to be, you know, very low attendance in that as well, especially for a runoff, even less than when, when it was just the primary, but, but, you know, that's anyway, no, no point of repeating that, but, um, also, well, I, you know what? I'm actually going to mention that in, in the middle and I'm going to go ahead and get started. So the first up, we're going to have Maj Torre with black guns matter. Uh, we spoke to him last year and, um, we just caught up with him again last week and just kind of get a update as far as what's going on with him. So here we go. Hello, this is Trent Chat. We're here at the NRA annual meetings, and we are pleased to have Monster already with us. He's the founder of Black Guns Matter. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? So, this is, uh, I guess, what well, the second time being on. You yeah. talked last year. So, um, what's been new since then? Well, what's been new is the 50 state tour. Um, we've raised about $90,000, and we've already hit 40 cities. You know, um, for, we, we want to do every state in America. But what's changed is, um, you know, a lot more, a lot more information about, you know, firearm safety and training in urban areas. Um, a, a lot more um, people are more comfortable with the concept, you know, that the Second Amendment, you know, maybe not in our gun culture, but some people outside of the gun culture uh, are becoming more understanding that the Second Amendment specifically as well is um, related, you know, or for people in urban America. So the last year and some change has been amazing in that regard. One of the things I noticed that you had, I guess, like gun debate uh, tour. So tell us about that. Yeah, so the gun debate tours that have conversation in Chicago, I'll be in Chicago for the whole month of May. Those conversations will be around taboo topics in relation to firearms and freedom in America. So one, one of the classes being on, you know, guns and weed. One of the classes being on guns and felons, you know, and showing, you know, how some of these things are in opposition to our personal freedoms. I think it's very important for us to have that dialogue and have those conversations in order to move forward. I think that's very important. You know, we, we got to stop acting like the guys in the cannabis community. In a lot of states, it's lawful. We got to stop pretending like marijuana is scheduled the same, you know, legitimately scheduled. 
scheduled the same as like a, a heavy narcotic. And, and we got to also highlight the fact that a lot of times, you know, veterans are coming home that may have PTSD and pain and they, they lawfully can have marijuana, but then they're, wind up to, they're winding, winding up giving away their Second Amendment rights because they're getting persecuted. You know, so these are the conversations that we're going to have around that debate. Um, and it's, it's going it's to be amazing. So with the, um, with the tour going on, so how's the reception been? Oh, the reception for the tour has been amazing. Um, I mean, to be able to go and, and touch 40 different cities across the, you know, the United States of America, um, basically primarily through GoFundMe donations, people don't pay for things that they don't want, you know, and for, for people to trust us enough to give us their hard-earned money to move forward in that direction, it's been amazing. It speaks to the fact that we're being received well by the general public, and that's an amazing thing. And if people want to support you? Uh, if people want to support, they can go to our GoFundMe, gofundme.com backslash Black Guns Matter. Um, they can hit us up on social media, um, official Black Guns Matter underscore Maj Toure on Facebook. Um, you know, and just social media in general. But if they want to support financially, gofundme.com backslash Black Guns Matter. Now, the, the theme here has been a show of strength for us, a Second mm-hmm. Amendment freedom. Yeah. So I uh, just want to ask you, um, how do you how would you apply that? I'd apply that and doing things like this or you know going to the cl- to the areas like we're doing with Black Guns Matter going to the areas and places that traditionally you know some people forget about you know and, sh- and, and strengthening those areas uh, we overall become stronger when um, you know those weaknesses become strengths those weak areas get strengthened you know so those are the things you know seeing these diverse group of people ages backgrounds tax bases I mean right now it's, you know you got Donald Trump Jr. up there you got you know six seven Seven-year-old shooters over there showing that diversity shows that it breaks the false narrative, you know. And those are some of the areas that we showcase, you know, strength and that strength in numbers being something that we can use for, you know, political uh, exercising our political power to, um, you know, overturn anti-freedom legislation. Now this has nothing to do with guns, but I just want to ask you because it's something I've been asked about myself is opinions about what's been going on with Kanye the past couple of weeks. I think it's wonderful. I think the things that the conversation that Kanye started, that's all we needed from him. We just needed Kanye to have that conversation, to say these things. You know, it's not it's not his responsibility to walk all of our through the, everything. He's not a crutch. You know, but the fact that he had the conversation and started that, that's that's impactful. You know, and I don't expect him to go to the range with me next week. You know what I'm saying? But I do appreciate the fact that he had statements, you know, in regards to him having, saying, you know, you don't have to be submissive to one particular political party. I think that's amazing. And from there, more well-informed or better-informed people that are professionals at it will take the baton of that and that attention and spread it and move it forward and more forward and more forward. I think that was amazing. And um, so if people want to contact, you know, you or Black Guns Matter on social media, where can they go? They can go to um, my Twitter's Maj Toure, M-A-J-T-O-U-R-E. Um, they can go, again, I go find me, can notice there. Um, they can go to my Instagram, M-A-J-T-O-U-R-E. And, uh, yeah, just hit me up. All right. Thanks so much for your time. No problem. Thanks for having me. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's Civics Education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our Educational Meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. And 
thanks to March for joining us. And um, next up, we have another returning guest. This I think this will be her third time on. And um, we, yeah, we, we're glad to get a chance to speak with Stephanie Reese with Springfield Armory and Second to None. So, not gonna, not gonna go long into the introduction. So, I'm gonna go right into it. And here we go. Hello, this is Trend Chat. We're here at the NRA annual meetings, and, and we are pleased to have a returning guest to Trend Chat, Stephanie Reese. She is the PR and communications director at Springfield Armory, and also the founder of Second to None. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Brian? Thanks for having me on again. <laughs> so, uh, first time we talked was last year, um, and I guess I want to ask you now. What's new with Springfield? So we actually just released um, three different products. So the first one being our St. Pistol in 300 Blackout. So our St. Pistol had been doing really well, and we'd gotten a lot of requests for um, you know, offering it in a different caliber variation. So we just came out with that in 300 Blackout. Um, we also just released our um, St. SBR and our St. Edge SBR. So the, Saint, the difference between the St. and the St. Edge is very similar to our AR-15 platform. Our Saint um, SBR is our entry level, um, although it does have a free float handguard. And then um, the Saint Edge SBR is kind of the souped up version of that same that same model. So that's going to have a an 11 and a half inch barrel, and those will require a stamp because it is a highly regulated. Um, firearm <laughs> so you will need a stamp for those and then uh let's see what else well know you know what before, before you finish let's i guess kind of go into what did you mean by getting a stamp okay so yes yeah, so for those you're going to need um actually you're going to need to fill out some separate paperwork to get certification that allows you to own that firearm legally because it is less than less than a 16 inch barrel so it is um, it does fall into one of those categories of you're probably gonna have to do some extra paperwork or not probably you are going to have to do some extra paperwork. you know just one of the many many dozen just regulations that basically try to make you not want to get a not want to get a gun basically <laughs> right yes and you know the only difference is just the fact that it has a less than 16-inch barrel and it happens to have a buttstock. So that considers it a short-barreled rifle, which is what specifically qualifies it to need a need a stamp. But we do have one other really fun new product, which is our TRP 10mm um, RMR. So it's a Trigicon supplied um, optic. So it's our 10mm TRP with a uh, with a red dot, which is really great. So, um, well, I guess one thing to ask about Second to None, so I guess tell us what's new there. Yeah, so I'm still working on the website. So it's a Second Amendment lifestyle uh, website for women that kind of encompasses everything lifestyle-related, fashion, food, um, let's see, anything else fun and lifestyle-related, but then also covers, you know, how to conceal carry in your purse if you want to purse carry, and um, just covers a lot of different bases, and I just felt like there was kind of a, there was a, there was a void in the market where that was concerned, and I just wanted to add my voice uh, of women who are Second Amendment supporters, so. So, um, I guess anything in 
I guess new as far as maybe I don't know a podcast. I'm just I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a podcast, so I guess that first thing. <laughs> That's came right. Mind. Yeah, no, just uh, continuing to work on my website and trying to build really great content. If anyone's listening and wants to collab, by all means, you can reach out. But um, no, just sticking to the website for right now, and just really want to make sure that my focus is really delivering really great quality content where that's concerned first and then we'll see where it goes okay now was there anything else as far as anything new going on oh no well we came out with those uh three um model well i guess there's four technically um just before nra and i'm trying to think let's see we came out with our 911380 that we announced um around shot show time so i don't i don't think we got a chance to talk about that that's our first 380 um, that we've produced. We're all really excited about that one as well. That one's like my personal <laughs> favorite at the moment. So I have one on order as soon as... <laughs> so I'm getting one soon, which I'm pumped about. But it has thin line G10 grips, a G10 trigger. Um, let's see. Uh, it's just, it's a great 380. It's a has a, an extended um, thumb safety, so it's really easy to manipulate and maneuver under stressful situations. Okay. It's a great, great um, pocket pistol. Well, you know... Last time we talked at the NRA annual meetings, you did a great job selling me on the Saint because oh. <laughs> I, I bought one like that night, oh, basically. That's, oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah, so, um, I mean, you're doing a good job right now. I'm looking around. I'm like, I'm in the booths right now looking at all these guns. Yeah. And you're, you're selling me again, and you need to stop it, really. <laughs> Well, that's a good thing. That's that's my job. So, and you're doing a great job. It is, yeah, it's it, NRA show is always so fun because you get to talk to the end consumer, which is really great. And I don't know, there's so much going on, and you get to see all the new products. It really is like kind of being in a candy store. So it's very hard to walk around and not make a very long shopping list. Now, yeah. the theme here at the annual meetings is a show of strength for Second Amendment freedom. I just want to ask you, I guess, maybe personally or as a company, how would you apply that? You know, actually, um, you know, we it's, we have a long history in the state of Illinois for, um, you know, fighting anti-gun legislation in the state. So, um, you know, we really feel like we, I mean, the Second Amendment is the whole reason why we are Springfield Armory. So it's, I don't think America would be the same without it. We all, we do our best to fight all the anti-gun legislation and it's, I mean, it is the backbone, I think, of what makes America so great. All right. Well, I appreciate so much for your time and maybe we might have you on a little bit sooner. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> yep. And thanks to Stephanie for joining us. And yeah, that's, um, <laughs> I wanted to to break in between here. I was going to go straight into the next one, but as you heard in the interview that she did a great job in selling me on the Saint last year. Um, Before I mention, before I go any further, I just want to say it is, I've noticed how much I've grown in knowledge in, in in knowing about guns just from hearing her interview then. Because in hearing her talk about, you know, the guns and talk about the edge and, and how she would describe the features and here and there. I remember last year, I didn't know anything about what she was talking about. I was like clueless. And she was, as she was describing it, I was like, okay, I don't really know what that means. And now hearing it again, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, triggers and all. Okay. I, I know I have an idea of what you're talking about. And okay. Now I understand why you're 
um, making a point to talk about this particular feature and this and that. So I just by hearing that again, it just I just something that I've noticed. But um, as I said, she sold me on the saint, and I'm saying that because the uh, next interview is with John Kaiser, and he is the owner of GunTheBuyer.com, and after. <laughs> Um, going to after speaking with um, Stephanie last year that night as I mentioned in the interview I went online and I and I purchased a Springfield Saint and where I purchased it uh, purchased it from was from gunbuyer.com so I saw them there um, last week and you know glad to get a chance to speak with the owner of gunbuyer.com so here's our interview interview with um john hello this is trend chat here at the nra annual meetings 2018 and we're here with john kaiser he is the owner of gunbuyer.com how you doing doing great today so one reason in particular why i want to interview you first is because um i bought my springfield saint from y'all so first off just thank you because y'all really had a great price for it and so just tell us about gunbuyer.com and everything y'all well first thanks for the purchase we appreciate that just like we do every purchase um Gunbuyer.com was kind of born out of our retail store uh, that we started in 2001. And as we grew, being in Florida, we have so many people that travel to Florida and are part-time residents, and so many of them would continually ask us, because our prices are so competitive, hey, can you ship to my home state? Can you ship? And so we just continued to ship and ship and ship, and then they would say, you know, we'd really like to shop online with you guys. So Gunbuyer was kind of born out of that. And... We started it small. We've really pushed to grow the last three years or so. But we bring the fundamental small gun shop mentality. We decided to have great product at great prices and treat customers the way we wanted to be treated. And we just try to be fair with everybody. If there's ever an issue with something, we make it right. And um, that are the that's the basic foundation for our plan with gun buyer in general. So I, I know y'all. I guess you can't <laughs> reveal everything, but as far as like, for me, I noticed that y'all have really great prices, and I guess kind of give a, an idea as far as how that happened. <laughs> well, creative buying. Um, you know, we are aggressive in the buying, we're strategic in buying, and we try to just pass that through to the consumer and build our volume and work off volume rather than you know a high margin we just we just kind of want to make we want to make a fair margin we're in business to make money but we want to make a fair margin on each transaction and just have a lot of transactions and and hopefully that we're in it for the long term and not the short term and and hopefully you know we want to build that year after year after year and hopefully have uh you know a good solid faithful and loyal customer base and and you know that's really our approach to uh the whole business plan so i guess one thing i wanted to wanted you to address is the many misconceptions as far as when it comes to purchasing guns because i know being here you have a lot of people that um especially you know anti-gunners that want to make it seem like you can buy a gun here and all that and i know you know all the ins and outs of that so i guess address some of those things well i'd say you, you do hear terms out there or anti-gun people out there say you know the gun show loophole comes up a lot, and and just buying guns online, and it's crazy that you can buy a gun online. What, what they don't say is, 
you can order a gun online, but it always has to go to a federally licensed dealer. And so that's the part that they leave out, and which that's unfortunate because somebody who's maybe in the middle that doesn't know, it gives them a false impression. And so that's the unfortunate part. And so anytime that we sell a gun or any other licensed dealer, of course, sells a gun, it has to go to a licensed FFL for the consumer that ordered the firearm to pick it up, fill out the federal 4473 form, go through the background check, and comply with all the, the laws and regulations of that state and the federal regulations. I guess if anyone wants to know more about GunBuyer.com, obviously I just gave that, the website, but as far as anything on social media? Yeah, we have, of course, we have a presence on Instagram, we have a presence on uh, Facebook, Twitter as well. Um, we're very active on all three of those platforms. Um, so they can check us out on any one of those, and of course, go to our website, GunBuyer.com. Um, we're always, this week particularly, we're running great specials for NRA. But we constantly try to keep it fresh, try to keep great deals coming through to the you know, firearms enthusiasts out there and just support shooting sports. All right, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, sir. Yep, thanks to, thanks to John for joining us. And, yeah, it, you know, as I mentioned in the interview, it was it's a good site. And I was a little skeptical, to be honest, because I'm like, oh, I can't believe it's, um, you know, that – the Springfield sign is at this price on this site. So I was always kind of skeptical. I know we spoke a little bit more afterwards um, about that as well. And, um, but yeah, it, 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 it was good. Everything was on the up and up and it was, and I definitely look forward to making future purchases with them. So next up is um, Grant Stitchfield with NRA TV, you know, show called Stitchfield. And it's funny how this came about because, um, so we're friends on Facebook and and I just sent them a message saying, hey, um, I'm here at the NRA annual meetings. Uh, would you want to do an interview? And before I was able to get a response, he was, you know, I was walking toward the NRA TV booth and he was there and he said, hey, I got your message. So, you want, you know, you, uh, you ready now? I was like, sure, let's do it. So I'm like, and from that, we went straight into this interview. Hello, this is Trent Chat, and we are here at the NRA annual meetings, and we are very pleased to have Grant Stitchfield with us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Now, did I say your last name right? Yeah, you did, Stinchfield. And the name of the show is Stinchfield on NRA TV, nratv.com, new website out. I want everyone to check it out. And just continue on. What is, what is it all about? Oh, man, I'll, I'll tell you, really, to me, it's about freedom. And so here we got... I hope by the end of the week, uh, by the end of the week, and we'll have 100,000 people come through the doors. That's my hope. Um, but this is a celebration, certainly about guns in the Second Amendment. But in the end, this is about freedom. This is like-minded people coming together to say, hey, you know what? We want to see our country continue in a positive direction that I believe Donald Trump has set this country back in motion. And, uh, and it's just like-minded folks getting together. When you mentioned that, because I know I was thinking as far as my, like new members coming in, and I just joined myself, so I, that's why I was just thinking as far as what you mentioned. So Brian Bledsoe, let me tell you something. Thank you from the NRA for for joining. And what the mainstream media doesn't want to let anybody out there know is that in the last two months, our membership has been exploding. People have seen the assault on our on our freedoms that are being waged by those on the left, and and people are signing up in literally record numbers. 
and every single one of those memberships counts. Every single one of those memberships helps us spread this message to push back against this this literally a, a cold civil war on, on our freedoms. And you're a part of that army, man. Thank you. No, well, I appreciate. It. I, I no, I just appreciate the NRA as far as what they're doing, as far as you know, defending our our God-given fundamental rights. So uh, that's the reason why I joined. Yeah, well, I can't thank you enough for it. And I hope there's more of you like there. Spread the word. And, and, and you know, NRA TV is our vehicle to spread this message, um, to fight back where the mainstream media basically will not tell the truth. They're devious. They're deceptive. Your listeners are going to know that. Um, NRA TV has a message that literally just deals in truth. And so I urge everyone to tune in, nratv.com, and... Uh, let everyone out there know that we exist because the more people that we can get the message to, the better this country is going to be. Now, one thing you, one word you mentioned in there is truth. And so, I guess, or I guess you said a motto in general is nothing triggers, but it was nothing, what is it? <laughs> nothing right? triggers like truth. Okay, there you go. I, I know you said, but not <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, that was a shirt I wore, and, and boy, the left, left went wild over my nothing triggers like truth t shirt. Um, I got a Socialist Tears t-shirt that, that we're putting out there. Um, John Oliver, you know, the comedian on HBO, called called my t-shirts antagonistic t-shirts. They're not antagonistic. They're just letting the rest of the world know the truth. And nothing triggers like the truth. And you see it from the left. You come with them with facts, they melt down. They literally melt down like a snowball in hell. Now, one thing I, that I saw during the forum is uh, one of the clips. And one of the clips featured you and standing in front in front of a of a TV and you know I had all the you know CNN MSNBC you know spreading whatever and you stand there with a sledgehammer so just tell us how that came about how, what was the reaction I wasn't in the forum was there a reaction to that video oh, oh very raucous yeah yes like I mean when you when you swung that sledgehammer and hit that TV everybody just got up just, just they started did. clapping yeah oh, see I need a little I need a video of that, that that's awesome oh, yeah um, so, look, that video is, is literally, I was able to do what I think every conservative, gun-loving, freedom-loving, patriotic American wants to do. And that was take a sledgehammer to the television set when they're watching it at night. Because they're fed up with the things that are being said about members here. Look, you're a member of the NRA now, which apparently to the left-wing media, that makes you a terrorist, a child murderer, uh, you name it. And so that sledgehammer swing was for all of, all of the people that are just fed up with the mainstream media. With the, everything with the speeches going on, were you able to watch it? You I know, mean, yeah, I was watching. Um, when those videos were playing, we were doing our live broadcast. So, but I watched all the speeches going on. So, well, I'm going to ask you, what do you think? But one thing that stuck out to me in, in Vice President uh, Pence's speech is when he mentioned the stories of the armed citizens who did the, you know, who did the right thing that don't get the recognition from the media. And those, are, you know, I want to ask you about that in particular in his speech. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is those stories aren't told. The good guys with guns stopping bad guys with guns. The stories don't want to be told. The main mainstream media doesn't want to tell the stories because it doesn't play into their anti-gun narrative. It shows you uh, that, that, that guns are needed to protect yourself and your family and those around you. And by and large, NRA members are good law-abiding citizens. CHL holders, concealed carry license holders, are amongst the most law-abiding in the nation. And uh, that's a story the mainstream media doesn't want to tell. But I'm going to go tell her right now, and i got to get back out there, and, and we're going to do it. But I appreciate what you're doing. This kind of stuff, what you're doing right now, 
help spread the message. So Brian Bledsoe, thank you. All right, one, one last question. With the, um, so the theme here is um, a show of strength for the Second Amendment freedom. How for you? How do you apply that? Um, well, look, I feed off of this. So when you get 90, 80, 90, 100,000 members coming through here, people come up, shake my hand, you want to come talk to me? Man, I feed it. That's a show of strength. It shows me that what we're doing is working, and, uh, and I couldn't be more humbled by it. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Thank you. Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat. Also, contributor at Politichicks.com. Here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism. With over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at Politichicks.com and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Yep, and thanks to Grant for joining us. And again, he mentioned as I mentioned in the interview about joining the NRA recently. And it's something I just want to speak on a little bit before we uh, have Dana Lash on. And I know for me personally, it's hard for me to, I don't join a lot of groups in particular, mainly because mainly because I'm just so hardcore (laughs) um, where I'm just, I'm going to have a, I'm going to disagree with a lot of things in the organization because I feel like I always want to go, you know, I'm going to go hard towards. uh, So like if we're talking about abortion, you know, I want to abolish abortion completely. So and so when we're talking about the Second Amendment, I I know I I want constitutional carry (laughs) and just leave it at that. Um, And um. And I know there's probably people maybe listening now and that, you know, when it comes to the NRA, they may say that, well, they don't do enough or something like that, which, you know, okay, that's a, that's a valid criticism. I can understand where you're coming from. Um, I know even like for me personally and thinking about some things and when it comes to uh, as being a truck driver. So I, you know, I'm a truck driver that goes all 48 states and as a commercial driver, you're not able to carry pretty much, Um, you know, especially if, you know, going across state lines and everything and understand maybe, you know, some people may think that, you know, if you had a national reciprocity that will solve the issue, but well, it wouldn't for truck drivers. Um, You have to go even further and dealing with the department of transportation and dealing with um, their regulations where they state that we can't have firearms. Um, and so, you know, that's something I would like the NRA, NRA to really get into. Um, but, you know, the the thing for me is that when it comes to the NRA, one thing that I, I'm thinking about is that how the left really focuses on when they want to attack the second amendment, they attack the NRA and that's the one thing that I'm that why I'm going to join NRA and want to stand with with the NRA. And it's not just the NRA for me. I want to stand with other gun groups as well. It's not just, it's just, you know, it's not like where I'm, I'm just going to join the NRA and, you know, forget the other groups. No, no, I'm for all, all of the groups that are here to, to promote and advocate for the most freedom for the second amendment. And if, if it's, 
you know, one or all of them, I'm all for it. And so, so one step is right now in, in joining the NRA and that's where I'm standing at now. So with that, it's kind of like I'm being a spokesperson for the NRA and, and I, I'm saying that because right now we're going to play our interview with Dana Lash, who is the NRA spokesperson for the, for the NRA. And here's our interview with Dana. We're here at the NRA annual meetings. It's Trent Chat, and we are here with NRA spokeswoman Dana Lash. How are you doing? I am doing great. This has been this has been a good annual meeting this year, don't you think so? Oh, oh yes. I actually want to ask about the about the meeting. So, with everything with the with the speech with President Trump and everything, I mean, how I mean, it's been great. So, I guess kind of give us an overview as a spokeswoman. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, this is this, uh, the energy here is is different this year. I think um, not in a bad way. I mean, have you noticed that it's like a, it's a good energy, um, and it's people who I think that they are realizing because now it's not so much the fight at the national level; it's a fight that's local level now. Um, I mean, there was a what is it, Deerfield, Illinois, that just I mean they banned semi-automatic firearms for crying out loud. There are um, then there were a couple of counties who, in response to that, turned into sanctuary counties, like sanctuary cities for firearms. And so we're seeing a lot of states try to pass restrictions. A lot of people who are standing up and fighting that, um, are calling their, their state reps and making sure that they're they're pushing back against those restrictions on their rights. Um, and I think for me, that's been one of the biggest, the biggest things that I've wanted to really push at this year's annual meetings is that it's really fun to watch everything at the national level, but if you can't control what's going on in your own backyard, you don't have a hope of doing it at the federal level. And that's where it all starts. In our own backyards, in our school districts, in our city councils, and um, I, I just—that's what we all. After we leave this weekend, that's what I all hope that everybody is doing. They're going back to their homes, they're going back to their school districts, and they're making sure they hold the line. So, actually, that's something I wanted to ask. Is um, you mentioned about being a good energy here. I'm get, I'm, I'm guessing this people are more, I guess, more emboldened because of what's been going on outside, as far as anti anti gun, you know, rhetoric and that's going on. And people are really wanting to really want to stand up for, you know, for our freedoms. And I think that's kind of the energy that I'm feeling. And I want to ask you, um, in the past year, do you think it's probably gotten worse? Is this the worst it's ever been, or is it, or it's just more vocal? I think that the I don't know if it's the worst that that it's ever been. The 90s, I just remember being a kid in the 90s and it was pretty bad, but I think the rhetoric is the worst that it's ever been because, I mean, you have regular folk being called terrorists, you know, who are being called murderers simply because we're like, hey, our athletes are, their kids or their families are protected. Why can't ours be? Why can't we protect ours? I mean, I don't have a $70 million, you know, NFL contract, but, or baseball contract or a hockey contract, but can I protect my family too? I mean, can I, can I just not outsource my security? And so, so that's um that's um, that's what I've noticed that's incredibly different is their rhetoric. Not not that I've seen from law-abiding gun owners, but from people who are not gun owners. They don't know anything about firearms. They don't know anything about firearm law. And they're accusing parents who have their own children of being somehow complicit in, in, a, in a murder, multiple murders, that where you had local law enforcement, the sheriff of an area who didn't pay attention to what was going on in his own community, the superintendent who didn't want to pay attention to what was happening in his school district because he rather would 
would rather have it on his resume that he reduced the, the crime rate at his school by not reporting offenses to local law enforcement so he could also, in addition, get federal money. So those are the things. You know, if the people who are tasked and they hold, they, they, they swear an oath to uphold, uh, to serve and protect the people like Sheriff Scott Israel or their superintendents like Robert Runcie or their, you know, the mental health professionals with Swung Hui Cho and Virginia Tech and they miss it and they're the ones who are directly involved with these individuals, why is it that their faces are not on these poster boards and why isn't their names, why aren't they their names being chanted as having blood on their hands? Because those were the people who made or didn't make the decisions that enabled and contributed to these deaths. I'm just a mother who lives in Dallas, Texas. You know, I have kids. I'm worried about our kids and, 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 and security in schools, but I want to make sure that, you know, they have the same protection that our banks and our celebrities and everybody else has. My kids shouldn't go without, and, the, the, you know, Michael Bloomberg, my friend Tucker Carlson said, Michael Bloomberg, his bodyguards carry every single type of gun that he wants to ban. And that's the utter hypocrisy. So, and a lot has changed since last year, and I guess, tell us what your new show, Relentless, and also being the NRA spokeswoman. So, I guess, tell us how that ride's been the past year in, in both it's of them. It's been fun. I mean, I've always, even when I worked with Andrew Breitbart, have gone after media. So, that's not, it's nothing new to me. I've always gone after media malpractice and media bias, um, but there has been a huge increase. There always has been, but I've just noticed a huge increase in bias towards law-abiding gun owners, in part because Michael Bloomberg, who was dissatisfied. Uh, satisfied with the amount of gun control coverage in the press, decided to create a media entity, um, fake like it was real news, uh, created, you know, all, I mean, does, th- does these studies with with really questionable methodology and decided to push all of that since he couldn't get news to do it for him. And so I, I see those lobbying efforts, lobbying media, those talking points, the uninformed analyses of all of it, um, really circulating throughout media. And so it's, from, from my perspective, it's been worse towards gun owners than it ever has been uh, in the way that things are reported, the language that is used, etc. And I cover I cover that on Relentless. That's one of the that's one of the driving goals of that show is to is to go after the, the you know the misreporting by the media, uh, purposeful misreporting. I mean, these people aren't doing this by accident, and if they are, shame on them. Because if you're a journalist, your job is to know that you that make sure you know what you're talking about and make sure you have your facts straight. All right, you know what? Thanks so much for your time, and hopefully, I'll see you again at another WWE event. Yes, sir. I know, right? I'll see you. <laughs> I'm going out getting a soda, Brian. <laughs> See you. <laughs> Thank you. Yep, and thanks to Dana and the Bell Toll of Freedom <laughs> playing in the background uh, for joining us. And so we're at the end. That's it. And I appreciate everyone listening. And actually, we have one more episode, which will be kind of a recap of the NRA annual meetings with Second Amendment advocate Lydia Longoria. So that'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow, we'll chat with you later. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. 
Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700.